0: Hi guys, it's Lisa founder of Fit Cam 360 Inc and we are back with another professionally fit podcast professionally fit is a podcast dedicated to professional women who are soaring in their enterprises and their fields while still maintaining their health and wellness on today's episode, we have Ms. Leslie Gordon. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lisa. My
0: pleasure. So Leslie is an entrepreneur. She's an absolute fit chick. She sits on so many organizations. She's the founder of Leslie Writes, which is a consultant form, firm, and she also sits on the Renaissance Links Michigan chapter mm-hmm. as well. She's an avid runner. She's a wife. She's a mom of three children. She's doing it all.
1: I'm trying. <laughs> I'm absolutely trying.
0: Yes. So, Leslie, let's dive right on. First, let's give our audience a little bit about your background, how the types of hats you are wearing now, yep. and then how you're staying professionally fit.
1: Okay. So, thanks again for having me on your podcast. Um, I always want to talk about health and wellness and fitness and trying to fit it into a very busy lifestyle. As you know you and i have been trying to connect for a while now yes. and i travel a ton i am i work for general motors as as a senior manager leading diversity communication so i lead um, marketing and communications initiatives for african-american hispanic latino mm. lgbt women and military consumer segments yes which has me traveling a lot because i do consumer programs and programs specifically for media and influencers i just got back from malibu malibu california yesterday um, where I did a Chevrolet program for oh. some music influencers in partnership with Revolt uh, Music, which is owned by Puffy Combs, wow. or Sean Combs, I should call it. Right. Them. And uh, so I'm on the move a lot, but I always, always, always try to find time to fit my health and my nutrition and all the things that are priorities for me personally into my lifestyle Prior to joining General Motors, as you said, I founded Leslie Writes. Um, it is a consulting firm. I still do a little bit of that, but okay. really I was for uh, about, about five years, I was 100% Leslie Writes, so writing articles, mm-hmm. having clients who I was uh, positioning in sort of the healthcare industry or in music, mm-hmm. in the culinary space. Um, again, a lot of writing, a lot of like um, interviews and media opportunities for, um, for my clients, and I've been in marketing and PR for about 25 years. I've yeah. raised three kids. I've... Uh, Run 11 full marathons, 13 uh, half marathons, yes, um, and I did a sprint triathlon um, here in Michigan probably about two years ago, and I just try to keep it moving.
0: Wow, (laughs) that is a lot, and that's absolutely amazing. Uh, um, 11 marathons?
1: 11 full marathons, uh, let's see, 7 in Chicago, 4 in L.A., and wait, seven in Chicago, three in L.A., and one in Paris, France. Wow! Yeah,
0: that is so. Running is your passion. It's my
1: passion. It's I love my passion. it.
0: And you know, it's so important to find an outlet when it comes to health and wellness. So people, so many people, I can't stand lifting weights, right. or I can't stand machines, right. and so they think working out isn't for me. Right. But you've been able to hone in. And so, what does it for you?
1: Absolutely. And I ran. I ran track in high school. When I lived in Hawaii, I actually grew up in Chicago and on the Big Island of Hawaii. So I ran okay. track in Hawaii. Um, but once I like grew up and went to, co- I didn't run in college. I got married young, had kids early, and um, I took some time off from running. Um, but yeah. I knew that I, I felt like it was missing from my life. Yes. So I was traveling internationally and started to run in Italy and in Spain and in Japan. And I just got back into it. I ran into wow. a a woman in Japan who had run marathons. And I was like, how did you do it? How did you train? She literally wrote out a training plan for me. And, wow. I, and I followed it to the letter and I ran my first one probably in 2003 by myself. I trained by myself, I ran by wow. myself. And then I ran the next one the year after. But I think what's an important message here, Lisa, is I found a community of black women who mm. were running. We were all just kind of doing our own thing. We came together and there were 13 of us in this group, black and Dominican. And we have run marathons really all over together. We've done a lot. I mean, we've trained for years. And some of them are triathletes. They're still running and doing their thing. Right. We're all a part of a, a family. And we support each other. And when we run together yes. and we uplift each other, we're each other's therapists and counselors. Yes. And, you know, everything for each other. So I think a lot of the reason that I kept running is because I had some bad sisters with me yeah. by my side pushing me. I'm pushing them. And that's how we did it. We're competitive, but we we love each other up. And we, we want to see each other succeed. So that's been a huge part of my sort of fitness
0: journey that sisterhood Mm -hmm. and finding like-minded individuals that is so important Leslie because that's one of the things we talk about a lot um at my company and when we're engaging with clients is the importance of being super mindful of your community your space who you're surrounding yourself with um and just for your squad, right? Your squad. One Absolutely. of the things, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of interviews, and one of the most recent, they were talking about your squad goals and the top five people that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and what that looks like, mm-hmm. you know? And you saw the importance of that right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they push you. Yep. You guys will meet up anywhere in the world, yep. and that is your common thread. Exactly. But throughout throughout all that, you share life, you share yes. struggles, you yep. celebrate together.
1: Uh-huh. How and to raise your children. Yes. To, you know, just all of the, the tricks and tr- and secrets of the trade of living and being a phenomenally fit professional woman. Or, yes. like, how to navigate HR issues at work or how to say, I'm out of here, I'm going to start my own business. Like, yes. I've had this squad for at least 10, 12 years or so now, if I can uh-huh. do the math properly. And we we support each other. Some of us have moved away, but we're still very connected. In fact, two of them are doing a triathlon today. And so we wait for each other's race reports. We email race reports to the whole group and we get photos. And we just keep each other encouraged and we keep going together. I love
0: that. I love that. And I love the no excuse attitude that you guys have with it. Because I know we mean you and I have talked several times Mm -hmm. offline and you're crazy busy. You travel a ton. You're all over at any given moment. Mm -hmm. But no matter where you are, you're staying connected with your squad. You're yeah. staying connected with that part of you that says, hey, my health, and my wellness is a priority. That's right. No matter what. That's right. So admirable. Thank you. I love it. I love it so much. So I want to talk a little bit actually about the abroad thing. You've lived abroad I did. in a couple of countries. Mm-hmm. And you were able to still maintain your health and wellness and your health and fitness. So how does that work? Because I had the same struggle myself. I've lived in China. I've lived in Italy. And even then, I was focused. You know, I'm out running these foreign streets, getting lost. I spoke not a lick of Chinese, but I managed (laughs) to get a gym membership (laughs) just through hand gestures, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was a priority for me. And so it's like no excuses. Mm -hmm. And some of us, well, I, you know, I, I work, I have children, I do all this. So how were you able to do that? Well, first of all, where have you lived? Um, and then how did you maintain it, make it a priority?
1: So I lived in Fabriano, Italy, which is two okay. hours north of Rome. Okay. Um, and this is when my oldest son was a lot younger. So this was quite a few years ago. So I lived in Fabriano, Italy. I lived in Badalona, um, Spain, which mm. is right outside of Barcelona. Uh-huh. They're both beautiful, and then I also lived in Japan in Kawasaki, which is between Tokyo and Yokohama, and I went to graduate school in Japan. Um, My ex-husband played professional sports, so we were over there for for his job, Um, but I went to grad school. My oldest son was in a private school there, and I went to, actually, I went to the University of Chicago, and I got a degree in humanities, but it was a program in Tokyo, so all of my classmates, with the exception of two, were uh, were Japanese, and, okay. but they spoke English. It was an English program. Right, right. But I was over there getting, I got, you know, I had my own goals. I had to get my, you know, get my education, make right. sure I was, you know, really fortifying myself professionally, personally, all of that. And then, um, in Japan in particular, I mean I this is where I ran into a really uh, I developed a close friendship with a woman who had run a few marathons mm-hmm. and I said, How did you do it? How did you train? Like give me your give me the playbook. Right. And she wrote out literally wrote out and I still have the piece of paper where she wrote out the training plan for me. Yeah. And so we would run along the the river, it was called the Tamagawa River in Kawasaki, Japan. Yes. And we ran, we established a really close bond and um and I would run by myself sometimes in Japan too. I'd get up early in the morning after taking my son to school. And I just like being out in the city. Like it to me, running in a city is the best way to get to know a city and yes. understand the culture and yes. see people. You know, having conversations mm-hmm. or eating or riding their bikes. Right. I would smell the women's perfume in the morning as they were on their way to work, and I, you know, it's just like little things just triggered um, a, a feeling of of. Um, of being uh, a part of the community yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and uh, so i would just get out there and run and people were like oh who is this black woman running <laughs> the streets of japan but it didn't really matter to me yep. i was taking it all in i yep. was making it what i needed it to be yes and i think that was a really important part of my experience and my cultural experience over in japan
0: i love that i love that that's so important because i know we're going to have a lot of listeners like you who travel a lot to work Mm -hmm. and you know are so exposed Mm -hmm. to the world and sometimes i know it can be hard when you're on the road and Mm -hmm. everything to still make it a priority so let's shift really quickly to nutrition then um i know it's really important for you as well we've talked about this you know how passionate i am about nutrition So, how do you manage it now? Just being on the road, you know, domestically yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, full disclosure, I travel, as, as we were talking about, a great deal for work. And there are days when I am not doing so great. I will have my, my omelet. It's not an egg white omelet. And yeah. my bacon. And I'm unapologetic about it. Yes. But I think <laughs> the thing that I really try to focus on, Lisa, is if I make a mistake or if I have cocktails at a business dinner or whatever, I try to course correct over the next few days and get back on track I really try to focus on keeping kind of the breads out of my diet and the sugars and sort of the basic things that will help me feel my best yes and not be you know full of inflammation and feel bloated and feel bad about myself right Yes. I drink a ton of water on the road at home I mean that's really my drink yeah Um, I'll drink wine or whatever sometimes in the evening when I'm out socially not at home yeah because my husband doesn't drink and it's just not fun right um but when I'm on the road I really try to look you know for again like an egg white omelet or some oatmeal or try to find a lean piece of fish. I real, I love kale. I love kale salads. I love, I love things that make me feel good from the inside out. And I, you know, and I have my, listen, my husband and I were just driving from Chicago yesterday. I won't even talk about what I ate. I was like, Oh no, (laughs) but there, but we all have days like that. We have to acknowledge it. We cannot beat ourselves up. And I think that's that's a huge part. And for me, I've I beat myself up for a long time. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten this. I shouldn't have drank this. I should have worked out, you know, but I think part of loving ourselves is being forgiving and understanding that we have the good days and we have the bad days. Yes. I think, and I don't know what your statistic is, but yeah, I would say for me, if 80% of my days are good and I have 20% where I've I totally screwed up and I've got to get back on track, then so be it. I'm still winning.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's several things I love that you said. Um, number one is you try and eat um, or provide yourself with the things that make you feel good, mm-hmm. right? We focus so hard on what makes us look good, right. right? And so aesthetically, it can get overwhelming if you're trying to look a certain way physically, yeah. because sometimes we deprive ourselves of the right. things we need, mm-hmm. the nutrients we need, whatever. Right. Um, but you said that makes me feel good. So that means I'm feeding my body. I'm feeding my spirit. I'm staying very conscious of all of those things. Yep. Um, I want our listeners to really hone in on that, the importance of not just looking good or feeling good. So thank you for that. And then about being forgiving.
1: Oh, my God. This took me, I just want to say that again. It took me a long time. And I have some really wonderful women in my life who are very focused on nutrition and health and wellness who help me understand that. Like, even though I'm running, you know, marathons, I'm training, I'm doing a 20-mile training run. And then I'm like, oh, I can come home and eat some pancakes. No, no, you can't. Yeah, you still, you got to keep, stay focused. Yeah, yeah. But even if you do that, you know what? Give yourself a pass. And even when I work out, like I have, you know, small waist, big butt. I've always been shaped like that. I'm built like my mom. And I've been, you know, like, oh my God, if I could just lose this or if I could get rid of that, that's not getting ready to happen. Or if I, there are some, some enhanced, there's some ways that I can, you know, feel better about certain areas of my body, but I have to love my thighs, my butt, my stomach. Like this is who I am. This is who God made me. And I have to celebrate and appreciate that. And yes. if there's something, I can do a few extra lunges and squats to kind of feel better. But at the end of the day, I know that I feel good about myself. I know I'm doing all the right things that yep. I can do. And yep. on the bad days, I, fi- I fix them, you know, fix yep. the next day. Yeah,
0: so, absolutely. That's so important to realize that I've had clients who say, you know, I've been following this person. and This person lost 10, 15 pounds and I'm trying to do exactly what they did. It's not going to happen. We're, we're all on our own personal journey. We all have our own body, our own mm-hmm. styles all likes dislikes and things that fit us and it's so important like you said to first of all be in tune to who you are Mm -hmm. you know my body is the way it is i made the way i am and i'm gonna work with with what i have and then it's no fun trying to be like somebody else you know what i mean we're all individuals is so important and then i love that you acknowledge that every day isn't going to be perfect when it comes to your nutrition and your exercise And that's okay. okay. One, um, I was just talking to one of my closest friends today and she was just recently reading Shonda Rhimes, The Year of Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's on my to read. I'm reading
1: it right now. Are you? Craziness.
0: (laughs) So she was talking about how Shonda said, um, she said, what people don't realize is that if I'm being great at one thing, I'm usually not being great at something else. It's very difficult to be absolutely great or your best. At two things at once. Mm-hmm. So if you're traveling and nailing everything you need to do in your career mm-hmm. and nailing these interviews and these events, it's, it's like, it, it, you know, suffice it to say that my health might be taking a back seat today. I didn't work out as hard as right. I could or I didn't eat perfect because yep. I had these engagements. Right. Um so to realize that every day is not going to look the and, same and it shouldn't.
1: And to be okay with it. Like this yeah. morning I went to run on the trail. Yeah. And I started off it was a good strong run. The weather was perfect. Yeah. But you know what? My best friend in New York needed me. And she called me and I and I, so I instead of running and being a beast today, I walked the back half of this of my run and gave her, and her what I, she and, needed. And I, and I talked to her and, and we fortified each other and yes. we had our girlfriend time and yeah. we, you know, got worked through a few issues. So sometimes it's like that. It it's is. Okay. It's totally okay. Yeah.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. So, um, one of our questions, um, with Professionally Fit is we always like to ask about how you sync mind, body, and spirit. So I want to, want you to delve really deeply into Get Your Soul, oh, sure. um, your website, but, and just talk about how you integrate, um, your physical, with your spiritual and your mental, and how do you stay healthy on all three platforms? Right.
1: So um, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, I started a an online uh, wellness community called GetYourSoul.com, and it's get yes. uh, G-E-T-Y-O-U-R-S-O-L as in sun. Yes. Um, so it's really about women chasing the sun, and yes. it's sort of a metaphor for life. You know, it's like you have all these things that you're trying to achieve and accomplish in life, and you, you're you always chasing something, right? And yes. And so... Um, Get Your Soul, I started that because it is really a manifestation of all of those areas like mind, body, and soul for me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to show other women who are doing the very same thing. So yes. this website and this um, online space, and I have a, a Facebook page mm-hmm. and a Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, and it's really just to celebrate and, and to focus on these wonderful accomplishments. Yes. How I do it personally, like I'm big on meditation. Yes, I have a mantra that I say to myself. Multiple times of the day, especially when I'm pissed off at work or somebody <laughs> done made me mad, right? Like I really kind of focus about, you know, and talk talk to myself about the fact that I am a glorious child of God in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm joyful, positive, serene, and loving. Um, I'm healthy and courageous, and um, and I, you know, it's just part of who I am. I try to say that to myself mm-hmm. all the time. I pray often. Mm-hmm. I pray daily, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, really am into meditation yes. and just taking a step back every morning. As best I can there are days again that I fall down yeah but um, but I really try to meditate and center myself so that when the day gets you know gets crazy I'm really you know I, I know who I am and whose I am yeah I'm very God fearing and focused and 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 I love the Lord I love what um, the idea that he's given me so much in my life I don't take a minute of it for granted mm. I don't take any of, of my blessings or you know my kids doing well my husband doing well are he- we're healthy you know and we've had you know some ups and downs we all do but i think because i try to sp- stay spiritually centered and i yes. am i give thanks every single day yes. that it 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 helps me even sort of recalibrate around the nutrition and wellness and all that at the core of it is loving myself and loving other people even people who don't treat me very well i try yes. to love them up just because i'm trying to reflect who i am on the inside and maybe i can make Absolutely. somebody else feel better and do better and act better you know or yep. if not that's okay at least i know that I'm doing, I'm, I'm approaching life and individuals in the best possible way. So it, it really comes down to loving myself and being in meditating and staying in that space of being positive.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right. This is brilliant. So I was something I heard the other day and I thought was just so true. An interview with, you know, Quest Bars, right? Yes. The nutrition bar. So I was listening to an interview where one of the co-founders of Quest Bar. And one of the things he was talking about is the importance of the story you tell yourself about yourself. Yes, yes. And you've completely nailed it with your affirmation. You say when you get in those moments, mm-hmm. somebody take you off or mm-hmm. something not going right, I'm a, I'm a child of God, I'm grateful, I'm yeah. gratitude, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. And it's so important because what happens is even if sometimes, you know, I might want to say I'm fit, I'm thin, whatever, mm-hmm. I might not believe it totally. But the importance of yes. tricking your subconscious Right. And so the story you tell yourself about yourself Mm -hmm. should always be in line with what you envision for yourself. And so I think that you've totally nailed it and you've cracked the formula because people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they look at your life on the outside looking in. She's made it. She's. But no matter what, you know, you have material wise. We're, we all can be totally messed up in the head, yeah, you know. Absolutely. There's a lot of that out there. A That's lot a of thing. it. Yeah. So, to know that you're healthy and you're coming from that place yeah. where I'm very centered, I'm very humbled, yeah. and no matter what, you say, I'm always trying to project. Absolutely. these positive things onto others and
1: also talk to positive people and people who are spiritual I was in California again for work last week and yeah. I talked to a woman who's going through Deepak Chopra's training yes and I just gravitate I gravitate toward pe- people who are spirit-centered yes and I want to learn more and I want to be a part of that yes. world because that's what that's what moves me that's what inspires me that I, so that I can in turn inspire other people right so I try to stay in that space of consciousness and and just being loving and in being around
0: positive people it's so important mm-hmm. I will recently interview Callie you know mm-hmm. the owner of Ghost Smoothies mm-hmm. and um, her and I were talking about energy yes. and how you know scientifically you can really pick up someone's energy from a few feet away yeah. and so you're right we gravitate towards what we are mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I like to say is that we teach what we need to learn. Yes. And so it's just so, imp- it's just crazy how it all <laughs> works together. I love you, Leslie. It's so amazing. I'm loving you
1: back. I love this conversation.
0: <laughs> it's so cool. So just a few more questions, and we'll work towards uh, wrapping up. Um, but I want to talk about a little bit, out of all the things you've accomplished um, in your career, what would you say is something that you're the most proud of?
1: Um. I don't know that I can like hone in on a specific thing. I will tell you that I work a lot with the, um, with, um, and again, so I'm in marketing and PR. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of what I do is messaging around brands and products and things like that. But the work that I do with African American consumers Mm -hmm. and media, that moves me the most. I want to understand what makes us tick, what we respond to, what matters to us. And because it's not about pushing out a product or selling a car it's about kind of what, what, what's in your heart. Like, you know, so it's beyond like brand type of stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm saying that I've worked a lot in the general market space. Mm-hmm. But the work that I do with African-American consumers is most important to me. It's what makes me the most excited.
0: Yes. And that's awesome. So that will lead one of our signature questions is what are you doing to leave your imprint on the world? And mm-hmm. we're not concerned with how you make your money, right. but what imprint or legacy you, you know, are planning to leave. And it sounds like that's it for you.
1: Um, so it's that, okay. um, but on a more personal level, it's really the, the health and wellness work that I do yes. and um, the ways that I try to inspire and motivate others. And when I speak publicly about nutrition and wellness, the program that we have, are doing now with the Renaissance yeah. chapter of the Lynx Incorporated, so yes. I'm co-chair of our Health and Human Services Facet. Yes. As you know, and you're involved in, we started um, um, c- kind of sort of community workshops and fitness um, working with Trainers Total Fitness um to get women moving. And yeah. so like that kind of stuff, that kind of work is what is the imprint I want to le- leave because our health is so important yeah. as we have talked about and I know this is really the focus of your podcast too. Yeah. A lot of us take it so for granted or we're too busy or mm-hmm. we make excuses or my hair and all yeah. that. Yes. And I'm like, nope, that's not that's nope. not acceptable." It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's and really so not. That kind of work and some of it is like just social media. Like I'm on I'll post something about a run that I did, or I lifted weights today, or I worked with my trainer, and I feel yeah. great, and I share that information. Yeah, some people probably like oh, delete. I don't want to see that, right. <laughs> but other people tell me all the time, "Oh they my God, inspired. you're the reason yes. I got to the gym today, or you're the reason I went out and walked with my husband, or whatever." Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that really matters to me because you know my grandmother had diabetes, my father had Crohn's disease. I, you know, seen a lot of illness in my yeah. family. And I just knew I didn't want to live that life. Yeah. Be that be that person. So yeah. if I can inspire anybody in this fitness and wellness space and I love I love lifting, I love working out. I love trying new things. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I got my bike sitting right here. I'm yes. gonna get out on that soon. <laughs> but you know, that's what that's what really that's the kind of imprint I'm trying to make. And my kids have seen me for years running. Like they're like, Oh Mom, where are you going? Okay, she's going out to the lake to run or right. whatever and i want them to like know that they had a bad mama and right. was really trying to set a good example for people.
0: Absolutely, because this health and wellness thing is a learned behavior. Yep. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things i have debated about sometimes with like medical people and doctors is about whether or not like cancer and diabetes and these chronic illnesses actually run in people's families. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of one side of the argument that i've heard and that i'm kind of leaning towards is that Those things are not necessarily hereditary, but the behaviors that cause them are. And, you know, so a lot of people like like clients, I'll sit down and they say, well, diabetes runs in my family, obesity runs in my family. But of course, when I ask them about their lifestyle choices now, right, they're all in line with what causes those. So I'm like, well, does it really, or is it the behaviors that cause them? So it's really important. I love what you said about leaving that legacy on your children Mm -hmm. and that impact, because I'm 100% sure they see you there. You know, they're observing you. Mm -hmm. And so that leads them to make better choices, take care of themselves. And I think it's really important to understand that it's never too late to start. Agreed. you know
1: yeah i mean so my husband i got him i got him doing a half marathon he did a half marathon with me a couple years ago oh kicking and screaming he was kicking and screaming <laughs> but he did it. i could tell how proud he felt yes. of his own accomplishments yes. so he gets out and walks with me he does a little running um you know i've got an i know a number of people who didn't start really working out until they were in their 50s or yeah. 60s yeah and i just need to just shout my mother out real quick my she, mother's name is paulette she is in her 60s she spins Five days a week she's one of the baddest women i've been chasing her she's my motivation wow she's run half marathons full marathons we've done a few together she's done half marathons i used to see her when i was a little girl out running in hawaii like she she's my encouragement and my motivation and she's an example of someone who's still in her 60s is out there getting it yes you know what i mean yeah people to your point who start late and that's okay it doesn't matter when you start just it get, doesn't... get moving
0: yep and <laughs> then we need to get rid of that mindset that i'm X age, that's and so right. that means that something just not working. You that's know, right. I have people coming all the time. Well, I and you know, I'm going through an assessment. Knee joint issues. Yes, my knees. But you know, I'm in my fifties. Like, mm-hmm. what? That has right. nothing, nothing to do, to do with yeah. it. You know, that's your lack of good lifestyle yeah. choices. Um, and so kudos to your mom. What's She's up, darling? Paulette is a bad chick. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to get Paulette on here. Yes, tell her I'm coming for her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have to highlight us. We yes. highlight that look like us, sound like us, so they know we can do exactly. it. We can, we can, can. You can conquer your health. You yeah. can conquer your weight. You can be confident. We don't know how much sometimes how we feel on the outside stops us from chasing things and oh, going yeah. after things in our life. Yeah. So it comes with a side of confidence and a side mm-hmm. of self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, win-win. So thank you for that. So let's wrap up here. And I want to ask you to leave our listeners with three tips on how they can either jumpstart their health and wellness or um, reignite it. Mm -hmm. Um, Three tips really Mm -hmm. quick that you could give.
1: So I think the first one is finding an accountability partner. Yes. Getting your sister friend or your spouse or partner to just set some goals together, whether it is, okay, okay, I have not moved, I have not done anything like physically fit, if you will, Mm -hmm. in a couple of years, so I'm going to get out there and start walking 30 minutes, twice a week, three times a week, Start starting slow and having an accountability partner to do it with you. Even if the accountability partner is long distance, if you both are are checking in with each other, I think that's a huge piece of it. The other part, I think, is trying to um, sort of reassess your nutrition, and so if you know you're not eating the things that you should be eating. There's mm-hmm. so much information. There's so many resources out there about how without trying to do some crazy fad diet or whatever, really just taking a step back and yes. saying, "Okay, the first the first immediate things are sugar and and um and breads, yeah. right? If I cut that out of my diet and cut soda, like, you yeah. know, just some small steps yep. to get you moving in the right direction in Absolutely. terms of nutrition." And then the third thing is loving yourself. Yes. Loving yourself. I it took me a long time to figure that one out and not that I did not love myself, but I'm really like, that is a focus of mine. So even if I look in the mirror in the morning, I'm like my thighs, I'm like, nope, I love my thighs. God gave these, my gave me these thighs Yes. or my, you know, just, just having the mindset of when you love yourself, all the other things will start to fall in place because you're approaching the world and you're approaching, approaching people in a different way. And I think that's a key, key piece of, of, you know, getting it right.
0: It is. Thank you, Leslie. That was golden. I absolutely love it. Those were brilliant tips. So we need to shout out everything because people need to get up on Get Your Soul. They need to get that information, get those resources, and jumpstart their healthy lifestyle. So leave us with all your contact information and everything.
1: Okay, so again, I'm Leslie Gordon, founder of GetYourSoul.com. It's G-E-T-Y-O-U-R-S-O-L, yes. as in sun. Yes. It's Spanish for sun, dot com. So GetYourSoul.com is the website. Um, Instagram, it's GetYourSoul, again, okay. S-O-L. Um, Twitter is get your soul now mm-hmm. and Facebook is just get your soul. If they search, get your soul on Facebook, they should find, uh, find the Facebook page as well. Yes.
0: All right. You heard it here, ladies, another absolutely phenomenal and professionally fit woman. I'm so happy to have spoken with you, Leslie. I'm so happy to cultivate our relationship mm-hmm. and, uh, work together and help get, our fellow African-American women and men super healthy Mm -hmm. and really living a life of purpose for as long as possible.
1: I am here for all of that. And I think there are a lot of things that we'll be able to do do together. So thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you. Well, guys, this has been another brilliant episode of professionally fit as always for past um, episodes or to get started on your health and wellness journey. We are at fitcamp360.com and again, new episode posted every Monday. So we will see you soon. Peace.